0: Welcome back to the Starry-Eyed Mystic Podcast, where we talk monthly horoscopes and other various esoteric topics. I'm Michaela, and today we're going to be talking about the horoscopes for May for all of the 12 rising signs. If you don't know your rising sign, you can check for your sun sign by skipping to the timestamp. First, we're going to talk about the general main events of May 2023 astrologically so be sure to tune in for that and then skip to the timestamp where you're rising. So on May 1st we have the Sun conjuncting Mercury to start the month off and as you may know we're in the middle of a Mercury retrograde. So this is the midpoint or the turning point for the better of the Mercury retrograde where things have been kind of chaotic not making sense or disorganized. And now we reach this realization point where the um, sun gives us the proper consciousness to process our problems and move forward with more mental clarity. And coincidentally, on the same day, the Pluto retrograde begins in Aquarius, where it will eventually retrograde back into Capricorn and finish off that Pluto Capricorn story. Now the major highlight of may is that may 5th we have a lunar eclipse in scorpio i talked more about the horoscopes for each of the rising signs uh, based on eclipse season in my first podcast episode you can check out. But this will be the final Scorpio eclipse. We do have one more Taurus one coming up in the fall. But we are fully finishing off the a huge chapter in Scorpio energy in our chart. So you're going to want to check the Scorpio house, which I will get into in the horoscopes, because there is something that is fully dead and gone. A chapter that is fully closing out this month for you. May 14th, Mercury retrograde ends, Mercury stations direct, and we have completed and finished the Mercury retrograde. On May 16th, we have another major event of the month occurring where Jupiter enters Taurus and we're going to notice slow but steady improvements in the Taurus area of our chart then on and forwards. And on the 19th, we are exited out of this eclipse season that we've been going through. Um, we have a new moon in Taurus for the first time in a while that is not an eclipse so again this is another point helping us smooth out that Taurus area of our chart and giving us a new beginning and a sense of relief from all the changes that have been going on in the Taurus areas of our life and of course I could go on and on to talk about the astrology of May but to keep things concise One final event I want to talk about is on the 21st where the sun enters Gemini and Gemini season begins. So while Taurus season brings this collective focus on our material well-being and whatnot, once the sun enters Gemini, planets ingresses will continue to follow that put the focus on Gemini energy, which is much more about communication intellectual matters and satisfying your curiosity so now that we talked about some of the general astral weather let's talk about how this month of may will impact you personally now listening for your rising sign and or your sun sign i recommend listening for your rising sign if you are able to But it's okay if you can't, your sun sign will do, and you may even want to listen to your rising and your sun to kind of get some more in-depth perspectives. Okay, Aries risings and Aries suns, let's talk your May horoscope. So, not going to lie, the first part of this month, there is a lot of change going on and some of it may be rather unexpected. Fate is trying to redirect you on the right course of action, even if you can't see it from your limited perspective. And of course, confusion can follow from that. Reprocess, reanalyze, reevaluate. It is not so much the time to push for new beginnings and changes. That will change of in the middle of the month, about um the fourteenth onward. Things can start slightly looking up when the Mercury retrograde ends and on the 16th when jupiter enters taurus and the 19th there is a new moon in taurus that is not an eclipse and we're exiting eclipse season that's where we can start to see things gradually looking up especially in terms of the taurus house in your chart which for you aries risings is your second house of money possessions self-esteem self-worth And self-values. The lighter of the month and the coming months as well, you will start to get more clarity of the sacrifices you've had to make in the past year and a half or so in the Scorpio house in your chart. And these sacrifices have been related to your eighth house, which is your intimate relationships, business partnerships, um, clients anyone that you're tied to by mutual resources or deep intimacy so the sacrifices are going to really make sense to you by the later of this month i believe we're going to see that a chapter is really closing out now that things that you've left behind have been for a reason and you're building up your confidence your self-worth and your money as well So if you felt kind of stuck in your relationship to money and resources, the good news is that the astrology is looking up. Aries energy doesn't particularly understand Taurus energy. The changes don't happen quickly at the drop of a nail like they kind of do with Aries. When Aries gets its heart set on something, it's going to make it happen overnight. But Taurus is slow and steady wins the race. So over the next few months, you will notice these shifts. It's going to start in May though, this feeling of optimism and renewal when it comes to these very practical, tangible things that you need in order to survive in your life. So the good news is this is really good for employment. This is really good news for building a better relationship with money and savings. It's really good for just feeling like your sense of self worth is there as well, uh, beyond material means. So it's just knowing what your worth is, charging what you're worth monetarily, but also in an emotional way. I know what I'm worth and I expect to be compensated or treated in such a manner. Jupiter has been in Aries. So this will be a shift for Aries where they've kind of been in this mindset of go, go, go. And Taurus is going to say, hey, let's see what you can attract to you by going at a slow and steady pace and really using your energy wisely. So again, smoothing out things nice and slow this month. Do not push for resolution if it is not there. Do not push for decisions that are not there. Those will come gradually over time. And when it comes to eighth house matters, where it's like deep intimacy, sexuality, um, collaborative relationships and business, let those sacrifices that you've had to make be at peace. Don't feel like you need to go backwards now. Keep moving forwards so that you can continue to reap the rewards of this second house abundance that is coming your way gradually. Your tarot message is the Two of Wands, King of Cups, and the Moon. So for Aries, I can see here the King of Cups and the Moon can show that there has been someone who has been really confusing you with their energy, with their intentions, being vague in communication or inconsistent, kind of pulling you on the emotional heartstrings a bit, whether it's intentionally or not. With the two of wands, this has made you kind of indecisive of how to go about not only this connection to this person, but having a little bit of self-doubt in yourself as to what to do with your time and your future, because this person is bringing in this quality of confusion into your life, not only just emotionally, but blocking you from your own intuition. So I do think that this could tie into that eighth house sacrifice of understanding that Um, Some people aren't meant to be in your life for long run, but just running a lesson, whether that is a business partnership or an emotional deep connection, a friendship, etc. It is the time to think for yourself and make decisions for yourself. Do not let people confuse you with their confusion in life or don't let other people's um, doubts in you become the doubts you keep and hold in yourself. Okay, I want you to really take the time to plan this month. It is not the time to jump as much as you want to, as restless as you get. With the moon here as well, I want you to take some time to go inwards. There is a really big urge for you guys to run right now or to run towards something. But there is an important thing here that you can't skip. There's something your dreams are trying to tell you while you're sleeping or omens that are trying to come through to you. There's this element of needing to go within to really connect to what is this next step for me. Do not rush that process. Really connect to your intuition and master your emotions. Do not come from an emotionally reactive state right now. If you enjoyed this reading, you can leave a tip using the PayPal link below. And I thank you very much for your generosity. You can also consider booking an email or a full reading with me on my website, thestarryeyedmystic.com. Much love and I'm wishing you guys lots of luck let's talk Taurus risings and Taurus suns so you guys I'm not going to lie have a bit of confusion going on at the start of the month and I think that confusion might really get to you at first if you let it and that is because a lot of the transits of May are hitting you guys very very personally in your first house axis which is the foundation of your chart essentially The good news is that the mid-month onwards, we're seeing things look up and some nice gradual relief coming in, but I do emphasize here that there is no need to question yourself at this time, to question your worth, to question if things are going to work out for you because they're so confusing. Things will be just fine. There is an element of unexpected change that you guys do need to surrender to a bit. Looking onwards, the 14th onwards, we can start to see things look up. When the Mercury retrograde in Taurus ends, there will be some more clarity coming in for you guys, as well as on the 16th, when Jupiter enters Taurus, bring you guys months and months of luck and of expansion and abundance that's coming in nice and slow and steady the way you guys like it. And then on the 19th, we have a Taurus new moon in your first house as well, which hasn't happened in a while where it wasn't an eclipse, which is this big faded event of chaotic change. So that will be a nice change in pace where the new moon is going to bring some nice, gentle, new emotional beginnings in your life, hopefully. So that being said, I do think that the earlier part of May, on May 5th, we have the Scorpio lunar eclipse that is going to be potentially emotional for you guys because it is hitting your seventh house of relationships and it is closing out a year and a half long about transit where you've had to make a lot of sacrifices in your relationships so relationships can be any type of relationship dynamic whether it be romantic friendship or partnership in a business Regardless, you have been totally making sacrifices and changes to the way that you show up in relationships, and you've probably had to sacrifice parts of yourself that you thought were truly you in the past year and a half that just simply weren't and were created in the context of wanting to appease others. So I do think that that will be a big relief, although emotional. Because it will finally feel like something in your life is finally dead and gone and closed. And we can close this chapter out with much more confidence and clarity. And I think that throughout the month that sacrifice will start to make more and more sense to you why it had to happen the way it did. What you learned from it and what you're meant to carry onwards and forwards from it. So your tarot scope has something to say to you too. We got the Two of Swords, Ace of Pentacles, and the Empress Reversed. Now, the Empress is Venus, and we all know that Tauruses are ruled by Venus. So I think that this is just making sense. The Two of Swords and the Empress Reversed is really showing that you guys are confused about what you want right now a bit. There's a lot of indecision in the air. And that indecision can lead you guys to indecision paralysis, where you guys have so many options on your mind or ideas of what you could do that you don't do anything. With the Ace of Pentacles here in the center, I want you guys to know that there's an opportunity coming in for you guys this May that you guys can make long term changes in your life. Now, with the Pentacles, this could mean a career opportunity for some of you, a monetary opportunity some money, a loan, something practical, a resource that you guys need in some way, shape, or form. And I want you guys to accept that and understand that it's okay if you don't have everything figured out, that this is going to be a work in progress and that you guys can take the first step now to figuring it out long run. It's okay if you don't know exactly what you want. It's okay if you don't know what this new opportunity will bring the next step. It's okay to just start And to use that security to get you where you want to be or to use that as an opportunity to save or to reconsider or to gain knowledge and experience so that when you do know what you want with more clarity, you're able to go and do that. Because resources, experience, or just a feeling of security and internal confidence in yourself is not a challenge. If you enjoyed this reading, you can leave a tip using the PayPal link below. And I thank you very much for your generosity. You can also consider booking an email or a full reading with me on my website, thestarryeyedmystic.com. Much love, and I'm wishing you guys lots of luck. Okay, so Gemini risings and maybe Gemini suns who want to listen, let's talk your horoscope and tarot messages for May 2023. So the very first thing is that the first half of the month is not going to be the most um, straightforward path for you guys. It could be a little confusing and there's some changes in the air. You might get some helpful clarity right at the start of the month though, May 1st, with that Mercury conjunct the sun moment which can help you make decisions that you need to make and start like making some shifts in the right direction but it won't completely shake the feeling of confusion going on in the air I don't think until later on in the month. So keep in mind that it's normal to kind of feel like indecisive at the start of this month or that things aren't fully settled because on May 5th, there will also be this feeling of closing a door around that time in the month. There's going to be a final reflection of the sacrifices you've had to make in the past year and a half or so correlated to the Scorpio house in your chart. So that is the sixth house for Gemini Risings. And the sixth house, where you put in the grind or the work in your day-to-day life, your routines, your health, your idea of like what an ideal uh, lifestyle looks like to you and routines. It's also where the house of service and being of service to others. So it could be where you've had to make sacrifices to help other people at your own expense the past year and a half. It might not have felt at your expense because you cared for the people but still it's kind of like you had to be of service the past year and a half in some way and now that this is coming to an end there is some like reflection on it there's some closure some realization of where boundaries need to be made a realization of you know how much work you can put in realistically until you hit the burnout point what you need to do for your health and what you need to sacrifice to maintain your health and all of that good stuff. So the second half of the month, it's a gradually looking up type of moment, okay? Because we've got changes beginning, but these changes, they're going to be a preview of the months following. So things begin to look up in May, but Theme overall is to welcome change, even when we have this gradual clarity coming in the second half of the month. The Mercury retrograde ends on the 14th, which will be helpful, you know, for gathering your thoughts, lessons learned, moving forward with more like clarity. This is all going to be happening in the 12th house, your Taurus house. So, yeah, so that Mercury retrograde ends in your 12th house. 12th house is the house of self undoing, the unconscious, spirituality. So, there is this understanding that you go through in this month during the Mercury retrograde of what you need to do, not only on this physical health level, but on a mental health level with the 12th house. This feeling of like solitude versus isolation. So, some of you may have felt like you've had to be isolated to reach proper solitude and self awareness of yourself and what you need. It's also again like I said this the house is self-undoing so it could be reflections on how in the past or even in your present life there are things you do that are self-destructive and learning how you can effectively communicate better or deal with these challenges better. So that will be something that helps the end of the month Mercury retrograde ending on the 14th. We also have Jupiter entering Taurus on the 16th. Now, this is part of the gradual luck coming in for you guys with your 12th house. So in the next few months, you're going to feel more optimistic about the idea of solitude and time spent alone, reconnecting to your spirituality, your spirit guide, your belief in the other side. Um, Your intuition is really like going to be something that comes in clutch for you guys the next few months. So you're going to want to like really pay attention to a lot of the dreams you're having and intuitive insight. This is a good time um, starting the 16th to start a dream journal so you can really tap in and gain the most from this Jupiter entering your 12th house. But again, that's a gradual shift. You might not notice right at the end of the month all of these half things happening because Taurus moves slow and steady. And the final really positive look it up event is that we have a Taurus new moon on the 19th and this has been a while since we've had a Taurus new moon that wasn't an eclipse. So this is a really great time because you may feel like again these new emotional beginnings coming into this 12th house Taurus area of your chart. So it is a good time for you guys to really take your inner world seriously because it's all going to start within the next few months. Things are going to have to happen behind the scenes before they can be put out there publicly. You're going to do a lot of the crafting in your own mind, in your own solitude, and it's going to be something that becomes very externalized later on, okay? So let's look at your tarot message. Okay, seven of swords, ten of wands reversed, and the three of wands So I'm really seeing here some avoidant behavior. This could be someone that you're dealing with, like someone, you know, you're close with or someone you're working with, being very avoidant, withholding information from you, kind of being a little sneaky about it, beating around the bush. This could also be you, though, if you're avoiding yourself or confronting some truth and therefore coming off as wishy-washy to other people. So you guys will have to know, since it's in general reading, what this is more likely applying to in your life. But I do see some avoidance that with the 10 of wands reversed, I think you're wondering, can I recover from this? Like, can I rebound from this and trust this person again? Can I rebound from this and build a connection with this person again? Or if you were in the position of doing something like this, will this person come around and trust you again? But the three of wands, I really do feel like this position says there's. this is not the really a time to make a hard, fast decision. This is the time to know that you've put the energy out there for resolution and all you can do is wait for a response back. And then at the same time, if someone's, you know, you're wondering if you can trust someone on the other end, all you can do is observe their behavior, see how they respond to the situation and like see what they act like going forward. I don't think that this is a decision that you guys can make right now. I think that you guys have to wait and see what happens and what comes back to you because all you can do right now is observe because you don't really even understand the situation too much because there is so many things that have been hidden or not communicated effectively that is confusing you. So I do think that that's part of it. Another part of it on an internal level could be that you guys feel like you're downplaying how much of the heavy weight that you're carrying and you're not really wanting to show weakness or let other people know how much you're truly struggling right now and again I think that with the three of wands this could be something that you need to put out there and let other people know like what you're struggling with what's going on in your head what is making you feel like Like you're carrying all these 10 of wands by yourself and you can't find a place to put them down. Like you might need help carrying those wands and putting it out there and seeing how people react. And part of you might be afraid of how people will react if you do ask for that. But I think that this is a lesson of vulnerability to you guys that you don't always have to be the lighthearted, fun friend, you know, like Gemini's like to be. You don't always have to downplay things and make humor out of situations. You can be struggling about something And I did pull cards and I got the Queen of Cups and Queen of Pentacles. So for some of you, this could involve two women in your life, particularly that you're struggling with, or it could be two aspects of yourself that you're struggling with. The cups is rather emotional. So this could be like an emotionally based relationship, romantic or family. And Pentacles can be more like work-like, reliability and things like that. If you enjoyed this reading, you can leave a tip using the PayPal link below and I thank you very much for your generosity. You can also consider booking an email or a full reading with me on my website, thestarryeyedmystic.com. Much love and I'm wishing you guys lots of luck. Cancer risings and cancer suns. The first half of the month is confusing and there's a lot of changes in the air. That's the general consensus of the early energy of May. This is a month in general where there is just a lot of need to surrender to the flow rather than trying to force change. So you're going to be way better off if you go into this month with an open mind rather than having really strict expectations of yourself, others, what you need, what you want to come of it, because what you think this month is going to be and what it actually ends up being might be two different things, okay? The good thing, though, is that on May 1st, we do have that Mercury-Sun conjunction, which can give you guys a really good sense of clarity of what's going on, or just like a good breathing moment and where the Mercury retrograde starts looking up and you start making more sense of the chaos that was going on. I do want to say one thing that is pretty major for you guys is that there is a final reflection of the sacrifices that you have been making for about the past year and a half or so so it's a long time coming this final door closing sort of feeling in the Scorpio house in your chart so for you cancers that is your fifth house which has to do with pleasure sexuality romance children anything that is fun and brings us happiness and joy that's the fifth house so There is a lot of sacrifices you've had to make for your happiness in the past year and a half. There's things that you've had to sacrifice not for your short-term happiness, but your long-term satisfaction of your life and the quality of life you want to live. That probably, in some regard, can involve romance. So your type could have totally changed in the past year and a half what you're attracted to. Breakups could have happened in relationships, you could have gone through a dark time together and you know, came out stronger, had to make sacrifices to make a relationship work. But there is this element of that door closing and clarity starting to come in on May 5th and around it for the eclipse. If you want to learn more, I did in episode one of this podcast do the whole um rundown of eclipse season for each of the signs. So you can listen there for more info. But yeah, it is a nice closing door because this is the last eclipse we'll have in Scorpio of this series. We will have a Taurus one in fall, but this is the final reflection of the Scorpio houses and the eclipse changes that it has had to go through. So that should be a relief. But again, in that there might be some emotions that come up and mourning that comes up naturally when you are closing a door in that way. But I do think that it's nice. It's kind of like a completion of a chapter here. Now, the second half of May. It's that gradually looking up time for the next eight months or so, especially in the Taurus house in your chart. So for you guys, that is your 11th house and the 11th house has to do with social networks. So like your friends, your acquaintances, it has to do with social media, anything social. It also has to do with your hopes and your aims for your future. So what you want for your future, your ideas of the future and ideals of your future, your goals, networking, networking connections, and overall the 11th house is just a very forward-thinking progressive area of your life. So for the next eight months or so, this could be really good for your social life. This could be really good for making the right connections in a professional sense that lead you to bigger opportunities. This could be a good time on social media for you where you're you know making connections whether that's socially or professionally. It's just a renewed optimism for your future coming in. So that can start a bit when the Mercury retrograde ends on the 14th. We finish that Mercury retrograde and we're starting to get a lot more clarity moving forwards where you have been reassessing this 11th house area of your life and so miscommunications might have come up with friendships or with Your you know goals with professional relationships, but now those miscommunications are smoothing out, or you're coming to conclusions about what to do moving forwards. Another key is on the 16th, Jupiter enters Taurus, which is a pretty major transit, and that again will be slow but steady, the way Taurus energy works. Progression and luck in this 11th house area of your life over the next few months. And the other final, really uplifting transit, I would say, to all the eclipse season madness we're closing out later in the late May, is when the 19th, the lunation or the new moon in Taurus occurs, officially closing out the eclipse season, and it brings us a renewed sense of optimism and emotional healing, and new emotional beginnings, right? Because this is the new a new moon in Taurus that is not an eclipse which we have not had in a while, which will be really nice. And it will be really nice to have that new moon energy in your 11th house, really bringing you forward thinking, getting your head out of the past, opening you up socially, making some nice connections of what you want for your future, because that might be have been a confusing topic for you. What am I working towards? What do I want? Who's my friend? Who can I really rely on? These things are going to start to become more clear to you towards the end of the month, which is nice. So with that being said, Cancers, let's take a look at your tarot message. So we got the Two of Cups, Two of Wands, and Judgment Reverse. So for you guys, I really do feel like this month is bringing this reflection of the past and planning for the future at the same time, which makes sense with that 11th house transit. It's coming to understand what you want for your future. That you're literally holding the globe of the world in your hands. The options are endless. But in that, it can be a bit overwhelming to rush into anything. So again, it is a time to plan. With the Two of Cups, we get the duality of the twos here. And two is about partnership. So the Two of Cups here is about deep, real connection. So I do feel like you guys have a really solid friendship, lover, family member connection you just have a real loving connection that is just going to become really apparent to you this month how much you can like really rely on this person it could be that you're building a future with someone you really love and care about making big moves into your future together and collaborating together in that way it could be just like a really solid business partnership that also blossoms into romance or a deeper friendship for some of you or vice versa, it could be a friendship um, that turns into a roommate or a business partner or something along these lines. I'm just seeing this cl- collaborative, loving connection that you guys are really going to like appreciate this month. This could be someone new or someone that exists in your life, but this connection is really fueling you guys and motivating you guys and making you feel optimistic about your future again in a way that you haven't in a while. So I really love that for you guys. I think that with judgment reversed here, you guys have been kind of hard on yourself and others even unconsciously. Like this is the feeling of getting hurt and then you're being hyper on the defense of like anything going wrong sort of feeling. So I do think that it's going to be nice for you guys because you're going to see that you can trust someone in that regard and it's going to heal your heart a little bit. Plus with that Scorpio eclipse in your fifth house, clearing out all that pain and sacrifice you've had to make the past year and a half, I think you're going to become a little bit more open-minded in your judgments of people and relationships and the, the role relationships can play in your life and getting out of your head when it comes to relating to others and getting back into your heart some more, which I love that. I think that is beautiful for you guys. But I do also want to stress that just because you are becoming more in your heart doesn't mean you've lost the experience that these experiences have taught you of being more discerning and judging of character. And I think that there is a way for you guys to carry these experiences forward without like, having to feel like harshly about them. And that's something that's going to happen for you guys. I think you're going to see Start feeling the bigger purpose in it all. You will balance it out a bit more, being super discerning with being your normal, loving Cancer Rising self, like you want to be. And I really like that for you guys. I think that it's a feeling of family that you guys are in need of, or at least collaboration and reliability that Cancer risings thrive in. And I do think that that's coming for you guys this month, whether it's new or you just start to see existing relationship in a different light and a deeper emotional way. So I love that for you guys. If you enjoyed this reading, you can leave a tip using the PayPal link below, and I thank you very much for your generosity. You can also consider booking an email or a full reading with me on my website, thestarryeyedmystic.com. Much love, and I'm wishing you guys lots of luck. So, Leo risings and Leo suns. Mercury retrograde has really been doing one on this recording. This is the third time I'm recording it for the Leo risings. So, I'm just going to take that as a sign that this Mercury retrograde has been going for you guys. (laughs) But anyways, jokes aside, let's get into your May horoscope. The first half of May. The vibe is generally confusing because there is so much change still going on as we're in the midst of eclipse season and the Mercury retrograde still. Now, that's why I want you guys to try to be open minded, go into the month with an open mind that there could be a whole different May experience than the May experience that you think you're going to have. Make a lot of room for revisions, redoing things and reprocessing things and you will be much better equipped than expecting everything to go a-okay or straight the first time around. Make room for error, things like that. That's why I'm recording this podcast early because if Mercury Retrograde wants to come in and make a mistake I'm prepared and so I want you guys to have that same mindset with whatever you do this month. May 1st, though, could really help you get a little bit of helpful clarity as we reach the midpoint of the Mercury retrograde where the sun conjuncts the Mercury retrograde and we get more conscious clarity of the sun and a feeling like we're moving forward from the early chaos of the Mercury retrograde where things are kind of just thrown in the air. Now we're making more sense of it. So that can help a little bit with the retrograde energy that's going on. Another point that is pretty important is that there is going to be a final reflection and closed door of the sacrifices you've had to make in the past year and a half. So this is a long time coming type of closure, right? And it involves the Scorpio house in your chart. And for Leo Risings, that is your fourth house of home, family, living conditions, you know, meaning where you live, who you're living with, personal relationships, and your private life. So that means that it is going to be particularly a relieving time after we get past the initial emotional blow potentially of that because we do have to say goodbye. There may be a grieving process to some element of family, home, personal life, personal relationships, And sacrifices we feel we no longer need to make because we've officially done it. Now, for some of you, the relief could hit immediately. For others, it could be a little bit of a delayed effect, depending on how welcoming you are of the changes in your fourth house at this time being. But just know it will be a relief in the long run because we're not going to have the eclipse seasons hitting your Scorpio house here on forwards, which will be a nice relief. You will have hits to the Taurus house in fall with that eclipse season, but this is the final one in your Scorpio house, the fourth house area of your life. So I do like that for you guys once we get past the initial eclipse itself on May 5th. So this is the time to wrap it up. Sacrifices you've had to make for family, whether that's by blood or chosen, sacrifices that you've had to make to your living situation really feeling settled in in the home place these are things that you should start to feel going onwards especially later into may and you know the later summer and spring now to touch on the second half of may things begin to look up but very gradually it will not be a drastic change like the energy of the beginning of the month how quickly things change The later half of the month, we get slowly but surely we're making progress sort of feeling, especially for the next eight months or so in the Taurus area of our life, especially. So the Taurus area of your life for you Leos is your 10th house, which is your most public house. So this has to do with your career, the role you play in society, your public image, Your first impression that people have of you outside looking in, bird's eye view of your life, what you want to accomplish, your legacy, all of these very big ideas, right? So on May 14th, this later half of the month, we have the Mercury retrograde ending, which brings you some nice clarity in decision making and communication with your career and understanding, again, in these 10th house areas of your life, what you need. For some of you, it could also be involving clarity that came from initially chaos or confusion with parental figures, your parents, because that 4th house, 10th house axis can be your parents. Now on the 16th, we have Jupiter enter Taurus. And Jupiter is the planet of luck, expansion, optimism, growth. So this is this slow and steady gradual luck that begins to enter in your career front and your public image front, feeling more secure in this area, getting really lucky with career opportunities and whatnot. That will be a nice gradual shift that you guys will start to build over the next coming months. And then finally, another really nice transit to end the, or nearing the end of the month is on the 19th. We have a Taurus new moon which is the first one in a while that isn't an eclipse and that's nice because we get this nice new emotional beginning in your 10th house. So new feelings towards career, new feelings towards your um, professional life and those that you're working with and what you're working towards and making good new first impressions could really be part of this as well. And yeah, it's just it's an optimistic energy, but you may not feel these shifts so dramatically because Taurus energy likes to move at a nice, grounded, slow and steady pace. But I'm sure you will feel that hope that comes in in the later of May. But trust yourself to move nice and slow and steady rather than rushing that process out of fear that, oh my God, this energy is coming in. I have to take advantage of it. It will be there for months and months. Now, the tarot message I got for you guys was the world. Nice card. Two of Cups reversed and Five of Cups reversed. So I feel like you guys are at a point where you're coming to accept some grief within your personal relationships. People that you bonded to on a really deep soul level ultimately have disappointed you, or you've had like an unexpected falling out, or it's just something beyond anyone's control happening to. You know, separate you. I think you guys are at the period where you're processing that. Again, it makes sense with the eclipse coming up on May 5th that you're really finally processing these personal relationships that kind of have come to an end or just the dynamics have changed out of grief and things that are beyond your control. I do think that the world is a really nice card here and a reminder that. Sometimes relationships don't work out, and that's okay because they're working towards a greater plan that you can't see yet. And I do think that, like, some of you with the world here are like, oh, well, I have a lot of things going for me, but I don't have that feeling of like connection to another person like I used to have. Or, like, I miss, I wish I could, this person could join me in this experience. Or, whatever have you. But I do think that it's mine, like it's important to know here with the world that this isn't the end of the whole storyline. There will be more connections coming in. You haven't met all the people that are going to love you yet and that you are going to love. And it also, for some of you, doesn't mean that these relationships are over. For some of you, I won't lie, it does. But again, it's a general reading. And for some of you, it could be that this realization of what you're you're longing for and what you're missing leads you to meet someone new that matches this world energy of everything like full circle that you're wanting not like a few sacrifices you had to make of like what you wanted just to be with this person you cared about and yeah i do think that like part of this though is that sometimes it just sucks to sit with that feeling but it's necessary the feeling of loss and pain that you've you've gone through and having compassion for yourself and knowing that with time things will change and you'll open your heart again and there will be new connections to be made and for some of you this could be with the fourth house influence mourning of your family and of course like you just need to remember you can choose your family if your blood family is like you need boundaries with them or they aren't showing up for you the ways that you emotionally need there is always the potential to build your own family, whether that's, you know, literally having kids and getting married or just building community for yourself with friendships. I do think that you guys will be learning in this month where you do need to open your heart, though, because you're fearing pain or heartbreak in a way that is like making you close off, I think, from connections for some of you. For some of you, I think you're going through the healing but if you're not, this is your sign, you know, you, you can have the world in your hands. But an important element of life is those connections and leave room for that. Leave room for that to come in your life. Manifest it by making space for those things in your life. If you're constantly working 24-7, how are you going to have time to deepen your connections or meet new people? You see what I mean? Carve out the time, the space, the energy that you need to welcome in and manifest those connections. That your heart needs at this time. And of course, this is a general reading, so think of how that will apply to you in your life, okay? So if you enjoyed your reading, feel free to leave a tip using the PayPal link below or to consider booking your own personalized reading with me at thestarryeyedmystic.com. Much love, and I'm wishing you guys lots of luck this month. Virgo risings and Virgo suns, let's get into your May horoscope. So, The first half of the month the general consensus of May astrology is somewhat confusing because there is a lot of change in the air because we're still in the midst of eclipse season and we've got a Mercury retrograde going on so I want you guys to be compassionate with yourself that what you expect from yourself early in the month and what you realistically can get done with unexpected twists and turns might be two separate things. So just plan for like there to be room forever, okay? Don't expect things to go perfectly, which can be hard to hear as a Virgo placement, I know. But the good news is that you might get some helpful clarity on May 1st when the sun conjuncts the Mercury retrograde going on. And that is about the midpoint of the Mercury retrograde where you're getting some clarity. The consciousness of the sun is bringing things to your attention so you can move forward with more being in the loop and in the know and things feel a little less crazy or out of your control. There's a little bit more controlled chaos going on. Another reason is that we have, you know, the May 5th Scorpio eclipse occurring. That is going to be a final reflection of the sacrifices you've had to make for about the past year and a half or so. So no big deal, right? Just a major release. Now, you guys have Scorpio in your third house. So, for the past year and a half, the sacrifices that you've had to make about third house matters are coming to a close. It's like a relief, but it can be pretty emotional at first because it is such a long chapter of twists and turns. Now, the third house represents things regarding communication your local community, your local friendships, anything local and nearby to you and your environment. Anything mental related, so your like mindset, your communication, whether that's verbal or not, writing. And another thing about the third house is it can be your cousins and your siblings. So it could be a time where you've had to make sacrifices in these relationships, setting boundaries or helping siblings out it looks like things are coming to an end where, you know, that struggle is coming to an end. It's less of a trigger point in your chart, and you can release this with knowledge going forward. Again, it can be a little chaotic, perhaps, at the time of the eclipse, depending at how um, ready you are to let go of the end of this chapter in this story. But nonetheless, it will be nice to get that over with because we do have you know another eclipse in Taurus coming up in the fall but this will be the last one in Scorpio of this series so it is a nice relief and I think that all the sacrifices you have made start to make sense now a bit more what it was all about and going forward what sacrifices you don't want to make regarding your third house right what did you learn that you don't want to learn the hard way again Okay so the second half of May things start looking up gradually and the keyword here is gradually because we're dealing with Taurus energy. Taurus energy does not move at the speed of light it moves slow and steady like the tortoise in the hare story you know slow and steady wins the race. So on the 14th the Mercury retrograde ends which gives you guys again that nice mental clarity the Mercury retrograde has been happening in your ninth house, so that can be miscommunication regarding traveling, moving, or like errors, little glib blips in in those situations. But ninth house can do it culture, so there could have been like some culture shock stuff when dealing with others. The ninth house in general though means being out of your comfort zone, so and like having experiences out of your comfort zone, so. This Mercury retrograde really could have put you out of your comfort zone and like made you learn things through lived experience rather than just being in your head. Now, Jupiter enters Taurus, which will be nice for the next few months on the 16th. And that is like, again, this gradual buildup of luck, optimism, expansion in your ninth house. So, this is going to be a really good time where you're going to have a lot more open minded experiences. There could be opportunities to travel, to move, or someone's traveling, moving near you. The ninth house is like culture and language, so learning new cultures, new languages, school, university, all of these things could be something that is beneficial and growing in luck the next few months for you, and you'll start to feel the glimpses and effects of that late May. Now, the last really positive transit I want to talk about before we get into your tarot messages is that on the 19th, we will have a new moon in Taurus, okay? So this new moon is a new beginning emotionally. It's a new emotional beginning chapter in your ninth house. Once again, that ninth house is popping off this month. And uh, yeah, this is the first new moon in Taurus in a while that hasn't been an eclipse. So this is going to be a nice relief, a nice relief, a new emotional chapter. And it closes out eclipse season, this 19th date. Like, of course, the impacts of eclipse season are long-lasting, but this new moon marks the end of the active eclipse season. And from there on, it's just like kind of no more twists and turns. It's just implementing those changes. For tarot, I got Judgment, The Star, The Wheel of Fortune for you guys. And funny enough, they're all reversed and they're all major arcana cards. So, if you know anything about tarot, you know that major arcana cards talk about major life events that talk about universal lessons. So, it's a pretty big deal when you get three of them like this. And when they're reversed, it's really talking about the introspection of bigger life chapters. So, I really do think that this is one of the moments in your life that so much is changing and going on that you can't even comprehend what is changing almost it's like you know how something is so tiny you can't see it sometimes things can be so big that you can't see them properly and this is one of those things that come years from now you're going to remember this time period in your life as super pivotal it is not just mundane daily events going on it is faded karmic shifts going on that are going to totally change your perspective and judgment here reversed of life the star which is like deep inner healing and the wheel of fortune which is creating new cycles so there's a whole new cycle starting that is only coming in because the healing work that you guys have done on yourself so you should pat yourself on the back for the fact that you are even like ready for this level of change I do want to pull a clarifier though because there are such big concepts I didn't for the other cards so I hope the other signs don't get mad at me but I do think that you guys deserve a little extra clarity on this. So I pulled the four of swords and the nine of cups and I'm like, okay, okay, I see what you guys are doing here. Your ability to just sit back, observe, and let things happen the way they naturally need to is going to change things for you guys. I think that you're going to learn you can get what you want by being a lot more passive and allowing things to come to you than you guys thought. You don't always need to assert your way, be super like proactive to get what you want. And especially in the life situation you are in right now, it's far better to just like lean back, observe and see what you see from a clear, objective stance this is also like with the nine of cups getting what you want emotionally so this could be like relationships wise sometimes it's like you don't need to like make someone act a different way you can pull back and observe where they meet you at by pulling back and you're going to get more successful results if you do this it looks like rather than trying to like direct the course of things by over communicating or over explaining yourself or over asking, like just observe and see what happens. And that is going to like build so much confidence in the big span in your life and trusting yourself and trusting your ability to resolve conflict in your life and to break cycles and to trust your judgment. Like you're building trust in yourself right now and the way that you see things rather than turning for others for their validation or clarity of what you already know is true. Okay, so that's what I feel is happening here. Very big, big, big shifts going on for you guys. So if you enjoyed your reading, feel free to leave a tip using the PayPal link below or to consider booking your own personalized reading with me at the thestarryeyedmystic.com. Much love and I'm wishing you guys lots of luck this month. So Libra risings and some of you Libra sons who want to listen as well, let's talk about your May horoscope. So the first half of May, the general consensus is that it's pretty confusing. There's a lot of change in the air. We're in the midst of Mercury retrograde and we're in the midst of eclipse season. So there's a lot of changes happening, things circling back from the past, whether that be literal or metaphorical or emotionally. So it is a time where you want to like have a slow start to this month and not really force things. The good thing that could be helpful for the beginning of the month, though, is that we get the Mercury-Sun conjunction happening on May 1st. So that is the midpoint about of the Mercury retrograde where some clarity is coming in and the retrograde is getting a little less messy, right? It's less chaotic going forwards, fingers crossed, because we hit this point of conscious willpower taking over of the Sun. And on May 5th, we have, of course, none other than the Scorpio lunar eclipse, which will be a very emotional time, probably to say the least, because Scorpio is a very intense sign. And when it's in the moon's realm, it is very, very intense emotions that tend to come up. Now, the good thing about this Scorpio eclipse, though, is that it is a final reflection of sacrifices you've made. In the Scorpio house in your chart, the past about year and a half. So, we still have in the fall next eclipse season another eclipse series with Taurus energy involved, but this will be the last one with Scorpio energy involved. So, the Scorpio house in your chart is your second house, Libras. So, the second house has to do with your personal possessions, personal belongings, personal values impersonal self-esteem. It's a very self-oriented house in terms of your practical resources and what you need to survive both emotionally and practically. So there's been a lot of sacrifices that you've had to make in the past year and a half in very practical tangible ways with the second house being impacted. So for some of you this could look like changes in your relationship to money and to how you view material possessions and belongings having to give up some money to help others, perhaps. It could also be sacrifices in the workplace and at a job, changes to your career. The good thing is that this final eclipse really brings a sudden realization like, wow, this door is really closing now and I'm really done with this time in my life. And that can be a relief, but it can of course bring up some intense emotions when you reflect on the past year and a half. The good news is though, the second half of may things start looking up the energy starts getting lighter now these changes will start in may but they are going to be very slow and steady gradual changes because they all involve taurus and they're all transits that can take time to happen therefore because taurus is a fixed earth sign it likes to take the longer path go at a slow and steady pace rather than rush things, miss the details, and you know, just have the tunnel vision on getting to the end result in a slow and steady manner. So, that being said, on the 14th, the Taurus Mercury retrograde ends, and that's going to be a huge alleviation to you guys in getting mental clarity when it comes to your Taurus 8th house. So the 8th house has to do with shared resources, shared values it's where we're merging with others because it is opposite the second house so where are you merging your money in business partnerships and intimate relationships what values do you share in these partnerships intimacy sexuality diving deep emotionally with a person and merging with them on that level so you're going to start getting clarity about what you need in partnership whether that's business or whether that is romantic sexual or platonic just that deep close level emerging within there you'll get mental clarity on that clarifying conversations hopefully and push through the confusion that you just had now on the 16th we have jupiter enter taurus this is more of a long-term transit so again this even doubles the slow and steady effect in the long-term patient effect but nonetheless Jupiter is the planet of luck, optimism, expansion. It is called the great benefic for a reason. So you guys can really expect that the eighth house is again going to start really looking up for you guys having the expansiveness of Jupiter come in and help out the next few months. Now another thing and the final thing that I want to point out is that on the 19th, we have a Taurus new moon. And that is beautiful because it brings us out of eclipse season, it closes that door. The impacts of eclipse season, yes, they can be long lasting, but it's over now. Like what is standing is what, you know, what you got. That was the eclipse season experience. So things go back to normal, time starts to feel a little bit more normal. The moon is very happy in Taurus, it's exalted in Taurus. So this should be a really nice, Ooh, relief from the chaos that we were just dealing with and a new emotional beginning again for you guys in your eighth house of partnership in that way where you're feeling a bit more optimistic mentally emotionally and just luck luck and resources coming in your way okay so that's the good news for later may now let's take a look at your guys's tarot so we got the full reversed king of cups and five of swords reversed So I think that some of you are in a place where you are gaining a lot more emotional centeredness, groundedness, and control over your emotions overall. I think that you're kind of tired of being surrounded by or put into situations in some of your relationship dealings with people who you rush in open-hearted with the fool like energy. Okay, I don't know the next 10 steps. I'm going to put my heart out there and be open and vulnerable. And then Five of Swords happens next thing you know. The business partnership, you know, you're not getting your end of the deal met. Or in the, you know, romantic relationship, you're getting backstabbed. Or in the friendship, you're giving more than you're getting. I think that you guys are understanding that there is this element where it does come back to you and the choices you make. And you guys are going to be way more conscious about that going forward in May. I also feel like this could be Something that you want to keep in mind if you aren't in this mindset already. King of Cups could be a person offering you something that requires you to make a quick decision and like you want to really think about why you're being hurried if that makes sense for some of you. Whether this romantic business whatever if someone's pushing you and rushing you in a way. Why are they doing that? What do they gain from you not being in your mental clarity? Whether they're consciously trying to do that or not is another story. Now, another thing here, I think, is for some of you as well, you're healing from past experiences where you have put yourself in that vulnerable position and you're now being faced with the test of that. Maybe during the retrograde or something, someone of the past coming up, kind of, you know, you have the opportunity to fall into that pattern again. Will you do it, or will you get past this little test and bullet from the universe and move on and have more mental clarity? Because, yeah, the final card I got here is strength, which is about controlling your temptations and not letting them control you. So keep that big heart open, Libra, but use your discernment and be mindful of being rushed into anything, even if that pressure is you're putting it on yourself to rush a decision about a person, about a thing, about a uh, project, just don't rush yourself. You're not going to make the best choice. You're going to be making it out of people pleasing tendencies or um, just like ignoring red flags. So take your time this month. Don't sign any contracts. Yeah. Ace of swords. I pulled the deck and it cut to that. Yeah. Some of you like don't sign a contract unless you feel confident in it and uh, take your time i just feel like maybe past the mercury retrograde sort of thing for that and yeah i i think that the general message here that i would take away for all of you very generally is to break patterns when it comes to relationships and be in control of your emotions don't let your emotions control you so if you enjoyed your reading feel free to leave a tip using the paypal link below or to consider booking your own personalized reading with me at thestarryidemystic.com Much love, and I'm wishing you guys lots of luck this month. Scorpio risings and Scorpio suns. Let's get into your May horoscope. So the first half of May, the general vibe is kind of confusing. I'm not going to lie. There's a lot changing, and there's a lot of things you can't really be fully sure about because we've got a Mercury retrograde going on, and we're in the midst of eclipse season at the start of May. So welcome change, do not resist it as best as you can, and you should be fine. Another good point is that on May 1st, you might get some helpful clarity because there is going to be Mercury-Sun conjunction happening, which is about the halfway point of the Mercury retrograde, where things usually start to look up because the Sun is giving us conscious willpower to take over and figure out the rest. On May 5th, though, we will have an emotional event happening. It's a final reflection of the sacrifices you've made in the Scorpio house in your chart for the past year and a half about. So it's a long time coming, this door closing. It can be a really emotional time though because the moon in Scorpio is emotional enough as it is. Make that an eclipse. It's gonna be interesting to say the least. Now the Scorpio house in your chart as a Scorpio, of course, is your first house of self self-identity, life path, and it really impacts all other areas of your life, of course, because if there's some changes happening directly to you, that can impact literally everything around you. So this will be a very very intense month for Scorpios, but luckily you guys are made for intensity, right? You can handle it. Feel your feelings because there is a door closing in your first house of self. so self-awareness, changes to your appearances that have occurred or your physical body, And just like the old self that you thought you were, it's giving like the old you can't come to the phone. You know what I mean? You're not the same person you were as you started this transit a year and a half ago. And this is the final checkpoint of that for you guys to really reflect on how far you've come. And so welcome all those emotions and reflect on the sacrifices you've had to make. Because the second half of May, things are looking up more. Gradual changes building up over time because it involves Taurus energy. Taurus is a fixed earth sign. So it prefers the slow and steady wins, the race motto, and just tunnel visioning on what you want and taking the steps day by day to get there. So the second half of May, we're getting these gradual looking up changes beginning. But again, because it is this gradual effect, you will feel the hope building. You will feel The urge maybe to uh, focus on this area of your life that we're about to talk about, but don't rush that process, okay? May, again, even though the later half of May is looking up, it's still not the month to push for anything at all that is not naturally happening. I can't stress that enough. Now, all these changes will be occurring in Taurus that we're about to talk about. So the Mercury retrograde ending on the 14th, that's going to be a huge boost of mental clarity coming in and tying up loose ends for you guys in your Taurus house. So that's your seventh house of relationships. So if you've been having miscommunications with others and just like rethinking the place of relationships in your life, reprioritizing your boundaries in certain relationships or how you view yourself in relationships, This is like your final reflections on that coming up on the 14th. It all kind of goes more mental clarity from there. You know, it's not like as confusing as it was. Now, Jupiter enters Taurus on the 16th. This is a long lasting transit for months. So again, it does emphasize this gradual building effect. But nonetheless, Jupiter is luck. It is expansion and it is called the great benefic for a reason. It's a really positive energy. So on the 16th, you can really expect that this is a really good time to start to focus on the luck building factor in relationships. So you're going to have more luck in meeting someone romantically or dating or having people in your relationships take you seriously. Seventh house is people in general and their view of you. So this could be a really good time that you're going out and socializing and networking professionally as well getting more attention from other people so use that to your advantage you're going to go much farther going with somebody than going it alone at this time both emotionally professionally platonically on all levels in the coming months and the last transit I want to talk about for you guys this month that's major is the Taurus new moon happening on the 19th So again, this is a new moon, new beginning happening in your seventh house of relationships. It's a nice emotional relief because the moon is exalted in Taurus and this is the new moon that ends eclipse season for us. So we just went through this crazy past month or so of eclipse season and now we're going to get Mercury retrograde ending following by that Taurus new moon that ends eclipse season gives us a nice emotional stable new moon new beginning and for you guys in your relationships you're going to start to feel better about relationships feel better about the role you play in them feeling better about socializing and feeling better and more confident in what people feel about you and the care that you receive from others okay so that is that for the astrology let's get into your tarot so we got the world reversed the high priestess king of pentacles for your cards I do think that the message I got before I even started pulling the cards was like I pulled the world card and the way that it fell out it was so separate from the other two that I almost feel like due to this like first house eclipse sacrifice effects you guys have had the past year and a half it would make sense like this feeling of you have to go it alone and um not really trusting that you can rely on people Like having a hard time understanding or believing that you really, really can rely on people. Scorpios having trust issues? We've never heard of that, right? But I think that with the high priestess reverse, it's like you're having a hard time trusting your intuition and knowing what is intuition from what is fear and anxiety. Because I do see with the king of pentacles, this is like there is at least one person, if not multiple people in your life who... Are mature and trying to offer you like stability, security, loyalty. And I think you're really questioning that. Like, can I really rely on this person? Like, what is this person's intentions? Even if this is like an unconscious thing going on. Because with the high priestess, again, right, that's like very unconscious at times. So I want you guys to like monitor yourself through the month. Like, where are you kind of pushing people away? Where this new energy coming in for you guys is really asking you to open up. And finally, yeah, the Knight of Pentacles reversed. I think that again, this could be from the experiences you've gone through. You really have felt like I had to find stability on my own. And that's great. You carry that lesson going forward of how to take care of yourself and your needs. But I do think that there's this emphasis here on opening yourself up a bit more asking for help when you need it because the world reversed is like reminding you you guys can have all that you want on an individual level but like if you don't have people that you feel like you could share that with it can feel kind of lonely right and it can feel like you don't have everything you want even if you have what you think you want on an individual level i do think that there's like this this focus here on opening up with that all this new energy entering your 7th house I do want to pull one more card because I do feel like there's more to this. Four of Swords, the Emperor. Yeah, again, that is like so making sense to me. The Emperor is like hyper independence and self-discipline. So you guys will not lose your self-discipline if you let yourself open your heart a bit. Like you guys are very hyper vigilant. This is Mars energy. You guys are traditionally ruled by Mars. You're not going to lose your self-preservation by opening yourself up a bit and you don't have to like bite your tongue so much. With the four of swords, this is like, let me just think about it and then like I'll figure out the answer by myself in my own head. But like there's either one person specifically you need to open up to more or maybe like this is a general thing in your life, like opening up more, talking more to people. And I think May is really going to show you that through either like external events like forcing you to talk and speak about your feelings or someone coming to you and approaching you like wanting to be there for you it's just going to become evident to you guys I think and you'll see what I mean throughout the month but I do think the good thing here with the world reversed is like that you do have a lot to be grateful for once you open your eyes a bit and I think that's going to happen again later in May you're going to start to realize look around you be like wow you know what I really like have wanted a lot of the things going on in my life for a long time and I've made them happen so I really don't need to be so fearful like of it and I can just enjoy it regardless of the outcome okay so that's the feeling I get for you guys is open yourself up lighten up a bit and you will be a-okay So if you enjoyed your reading, feel free to leave a tip using the PayPal link below or to consider booking your own personalized reading with me at thestarryeyedmystic.com. Much love and I'm wishing you guys lots of luck this month. Sagittarius suns and Sagittarius risings, let's get into your May horoscope. So the first half of May, the vibe's a little confusing, okay? We're in the middle of a Mercury retrograde and eclipse season to start the month so you're going to want to welcome change surrender to it not really force clarity that's not coming through because it's not really supposed to make sense quite yet the good news is though on may 1st you can get a little dose of helpful clarity because we will have the mercury retrograde midpoint on that day which is when the sun conjuncts with mercury so we're getting the conscious light of the sun bringing a lot of mental clarity and uh, foresight to how you want to consciously direct the rest of your Mercury retrograde experience. So it gets a little less messy and a little bit more in your control of May onwards when it comes to the Mercury retrograde. Which is helpful because you know Mercury is all about retrograde is all about revising, reprocessing, and like remaking sense <laughs> of things. So that being said, on May 5th, we do have a very emotional event occurring. It is the final reflection of the sacrifices you've had to make in the Scorpio house of your chart in the past like year and a half. So it's a pretty long time coming sort of realization and closing chapter for you guys coming up. And for you, Scorpio rules your 12th house. So this is the house of solitude, spirituality, self-undoing, and reconnecting to like your unconscious mind and like self-sabotage even. So in the past year and a half, you've had to really realize like, where am I self-sabotaging? Where am I self-sacrificing? Having to take mental health more seriously or your spirituality more seriously. Some of you may have been pushed into isolation a bit or feeling alone because it is like Uh, a time where you were really had to face yourself and face your shadows and your unconscious side to get more conscious control of it. Now that being said it could be a really positive side in a sense because it's like okay we're closing that chapter out of having to make all these sacrifices to grow but at the same time that can be a little emotional because you're like wow like this is something I'm used to doing or this is something that's helped me grow up to this point so it is time where you're you're closing that chapter. That's something you're ready to close that door on in May 5th in that timing in early May. It will become really evident to you that that time in your life is coming to a close for the time being. Now the second half of May it is really nice. Like the astrology is looking up but it isn't gradually looking up. May as a whole is a month of change. So don't take what I say and think oh this is the time to like rush myself and start something new later in the month no it still is time where the positivity's coming in the hopes coming in but it's really gradual and slow and steady so all of these changes that I'm about to talk about are going to be occurring in Taurus energy and we'll talk more about that energy in your chart as we go on so The Mercury retrograde is going to end on the 14th. So that's nice because you're closing out this Mercury retrograde, a time of mental confusion and what to do, miscommunications in your sixth house, which is like your daily routines, your daily work, your daily grind, your health. So if there's been a confusing time with any of these topics in your life, that is something that should be smooth sailing, clarifying conversations with others or yourself are happening, and you're getting the answers that you need more. Now, Jupiter enters Taurus, which will be a pretty big shift collectively and individually for us all, on May 16th. So Jupiter will be in Taurus for months. So again, this is something that you want to be very mindful that the impacts will get you there slowly, but surely and gradually rather than overnight. But that being said, Jupiter is the great benefic for a reason. It is luck, expansion, growth. So, whatever Jupiter is touching in your chart, it's literally blessing and bonifying, making it a positive experience. So, you can expect that late May, you know, your sixth house is starting to get some relief to it. You're starting to see where you can be of service to others, but you're also getting something in return, or you're making proper boundaries your health can start to improve during this time or like your routines with your health, your understanding of how to take care of your health. Another thing is your daily routines can be something that start to bring you more comfort and organization and even joy sometimes. And yeah, I just think that the sixth house is a very worldly house of things of practical nature that have to get done versus the 12th house era you guys are exiting earlier in the month. So you're going from a really internal focus to starting late May, you're going to notice you want to focus more on taking care of your external life and the things going on outside of you. Okay, so the last really nice astrological thing I want to talk about is on May 19th. There's going to be a Taurus new moon. Now this is nice because it won't be an eclipse. It is ending eclipse season that we've been in. So this time of rapid change and confusion. The impacts of eclipse season are long lasting, but this is it, like, you know, what was revealed during eclipse season has been revealed and now it's just up to you to integrate it after the 19th. So the moon is also exalted or really happy in Taurus. So this should be a nice emotional relief for you guys. Again, in particular, when it comes to work, when it comes to work, being of service to others, And things of that nature of the sixth house. Okay. So let's take a look at your tarot. Okay. So we've got the Eight of Cups reversed, the Empress reversed, and the Seven of Swords all reversed. So I do feel like this is something like telling me that you guys are going to be more reflective of these things this month. Like it might be louder in your head than it is in your external world. So with the Eight of Cups, I do think that this is really thinking about walking away from something with the empress you know this could be relationship for some of you guys like walking away from a relationship a commitment but it could also be like you already have done this in the past and that is leading to the seven of swords thing of like being avoidant of being totally vulnerable like you don't want to get hurt again or you don't want to like have to be lied to again sort of feeling and so it makes you hesitant to like really trust right now for some of you eight of cups reverse can also just be like traveling and moving to see someone but like you need to like double check the travel details and make sure that like plans aren't going to change last minute either from the person like coming to see you or you're going to see or like airline things changing regardless like I do feel like the overall emotional message here is that you guys are being kind of inconsistent about your desires like you want something but you don't at the same time like I want this but I also kind of want to walk away from it which is a very Sagittarius thing I think but I think with the empress here at the center it's like the empress is venus it's love it is desire you're not going to like be able to outrun your desire for the nation things which is money and pleasure and love and romance like you need to confront that you do want something so that you're not wishy-washy about it and push it away And or like, yes, I do want this thing, but it's not good for me. So I am going to walk away. Like it's up to you guys to decide this month. Do you want this or do you not want this? And like whatever choice you make is fine, but go in like a hundred percent because this back and forth thing is going to give you anxiety. It's either you're going to walk away from it or you're not. That's how I think you have to go about it. And of course, you're always welcome to change your mind in the future, but making some sort of like decision and trying it out, like setting a date in your mind, like I'm going to try this until this date and check in with myself again, it's going to make you actually show up for it, not self-sabotage, not avoid it, not run away from it. Don't be afraid of what you truly want at this time is the feeling I'm getting too. So if you enjoyed your reading, feel free to leave a tip using the PayPal link below or to consider booking your own personalized reading with me at thestarryeyedmystic.com. Much love and I'm wishing you guys lots of luck this month. Capricorn risings and Capricorn suns who choose to listen as well. Let's look at your May horoscope. So to start the astrology off, the first half of May is kind of confusing. There's a Mercury retrograde going on at the same time as eclipse season. So yeah, do with that information what you will, right? It is confusing times, miscommunications could abound, but it could also just be like you're confused what to think, what to feel, what to do. So be patient with yourself at the start of the month. The good thing is that May 1st to start the month, you might get some helpful clarity with the Mercury conjunct sun happening that's like the midpoint of mercury retrograde where things typically start to look up you get some clarity and you have a lot more conscious willpower over the situation than kind of being uh at the mercy of mercury retrograde so that should be something that helps you guys out on may 1st but may 5th is that Scorpio eclipse and it is going to be kind of an emotional one um the moon Gets very emotional in Scorpio. So you've put that as an eclipse and you got a whole emotional shebang. So be patient with your emotions again at the start of the month. It is going to be a final reflection of sacrifices you've made in the Scorpio house of your chart for like the past year and a half about. So it's a pretty emotional time. It could be a relieving time for some of you, but for some of you, I wouldn't be surprised if it's kind of emotional because. It's you've like invested so much in this area of your life the past year and a half, and it's very clear and evident that there's something that has to be like closed and put to an end. So, for you guys, with you know, Capricorn's Scorpio rules your 11th house, which has to do with your ideas of your future, your goals, your friendships, your social groups, your humanitarian goals, and just like your hopes and your wishes for the future. So, sacrifices you've had to make in the name of your future kind of like sacrificing your subjective like emotion for like what's just best for your future sort of thing and for some of you I wouldn't be surprised if that involves like a romantic sacrifice or a sacrifice involving your sexuality in some way with the fifth house being opposite we'll get into that but yeah I do think that this is kind of like a closed door like seeing the bigger picture what do I want for my future well this is definitely not it what I've been through the past year and a half is definitely not it let me close that door and change my mind about what I want going forwards so that's going to be some door that closes that has been a long time coming so don't get me wrong even if it is emotional it is relief it is for the best and it is going to stop shaking up your world it's going to give you a lot more clarity going forward to understand who's your friend what you want who can you rely on who can you work with who can't you all that good stuff so the second half of may things began to lighten up a bit but again it's very gradual and that's because a couple reasons but the main one being that these changes are happening in the sign of taurus and taurus is an a fixed earth sign And it prefers to move very slow and steady rather than rushing things and missing the details. So it is a slower moving energy. So be patient with that, but it's still stabilizing. On the 14th, we've got the Mercury retrograde and Taurus ending. So that's good going forward. A lot more mental clarity, clearer communication when it comes to your guys' fifth house, which is romance, pleasure, children sexuality so it becomes a lot more clear to you going forward what do I want with my love life what do I want with my dating life what do I want with my sexuality what brings me pleasure and joy these things become more obvious to you and more like less confusing confusing conversations things like that a really important thing is that Jupiter enters Taurus on May 16th this will be a long term transit lasting months so again this emphasizes the slow and steady gradual building up but regardless Jupiter is the great benefic for a reason it is luck expansion growth so Jupiter is going to be blessing your Taurus month a house your Taurus house for months to come which is again that fifth house so lots of blessings coming in in the long run Now, something that's really nice, the last transit I want to talk about before we get into tarot, is this Taurus new moon on the 19th in your guys' fifth house. This is like, emotional relief after all of the emotional chaos of the early month and eclipse season we're exiting. This is not an eclipse, so it ends eclipse season, this Taurus new moon, and it is an amazing new opportunity and new beginning emotionally. When it comes to your romantic life. So, some of you could be meeting someone around this time, deepening your romantic relationship, having a fun, uh, sneaky link, fun affair. Those are things that can happen with the fifth house. Or, like your children, if you have children, could be in a better emotional state. Good news involving that. Or, pregnancy for some of you. Keep that in mind if you don't want to be pregnant and you are capable of getting pregnant. Yeah, because that would be something you want to be mindful of. But regardless, I do think that it's looking up. It's looking up towards the end of May. But again, it's slow and steady. So you'll feel the renewed optimism in the air. But it's not the time to be like, okay, I'm going to like make everything happen now. Because there's this like little time period where really good things are coming up. Like slow it down. Enjoy it. It's not going anywhere. It's going to be there for months. This energy in Taurus that you can take advantage of, okay? So let's look at your tarot. Okay, Capricorn, Capricorn, Capricorn. The Empress, the Ten of Wands, and the Nine of Cups come up for you. So I do think that you guys are kind of like going through almost like a feeling of guilt for wanting what you want. Like this could be a situation that's just you kind of feel like guilty asking for what you want or maybe just guilty like oh, I shouldn't want that thing. That's like oppressive to this other person. I should respect their personal freedom. Or, oh, um, like I just like don't want to speak up about what I want because maybe like the feeling isn't mutual or it will be a bother to someone to vent about my problems. So I'm just going to kind of like keep it to myself. I feel like there is something that you want here that someone else also wants to show up for you with. But you won't know that unless you put it out there how you really feel. So this could be you're isolating yourself from other people out of self-imposed barriers. It could be in your relationships to other people you want to show up and show out and give all this love. But at the end of the day you feel like they're not seeing the real you behind closed doors sort of feeling. And I think that that's um, pretty common for Capricorns, right? This tendency to get in a rut sometimes and think, oh, I have to appear. I have everything put together and I have to take care of everyone else. But I want you guys to kind of ease up on that. I think you're viewing yourself towards the end of this month. I think you're going to view yourself in a more positive light that's going to give you more self-esteem, something good coming through with the Empress that makes you feel confident about yourself. So it could be since it's Venetian, like money, love. Whether that's romantic or not, there's something that you you're going to get what you want this month. So that's the good news. And that gives you confidence. But there is this like underlying um self-imposed oppression you're kind of putting yourself under. And I think that it's going to become evident to you throughout the month what the self-sabotage is, because you're going to see I am getting what I want, you know, and I'm still limiting myself in some way. Maybe I don't need to do that anymore. Or You know, this fear of mine that I had, it's proven that I'm overcoming it and it's going just fine. So why am I limiting myself? So I get this feeling externally, things are going to go really well and in your favor by the end of the month. But you do need to kind of stop blocking yourself from fully experiencing joy. So if you enjoyed your reading, feel free to leave a tip using the PayPal link below or to consider booking your own personalized reading with me at thestarryeyedmystic.com. Much love, and I'm wishing you guys lots of luck this month. Aquarius risings and Aquarius suns, let's get into your May horoscope. So the first part of May, the energy is a little wonky. I'm not going to lie. It's a little confusing. There's a lot up in the air because we're in the midst of a Mercury retrograde, and we are also in the midst of eclipse season to start the month. The good thing is that on May 1st though, you might get some hopeful clarity because the sun is going to conjunct Mercury during this Mercury retrograde. So that will give us the midpoint of the Mercury retrograde roughly, where we get the opportunity to get more clarity, we have more conscious um, awareness of what's going on, and more import- most importantly, We have willpower of the sun shining through. So that will carry us forwards with the rest of the Mercury retrograde with a lot more clarity in our mindset, our communication, and what we're thinking. Now, May 5th is pretty major because we get the Scorpio eclipse occurring. I did in first episode of this podcast, I did horoscopes for each rising sign for eclipse season. So you can go check that out if you're interested. But that being said, This Scorpio eclipse on May 5th is a final reflection of sacrifices that you've had to make in the Scorpio house in your chart for the past year and a half. So it is a long time coming. It's the last Scorpio eclipse in the series. Your Scorpio house is your 10th house of public image, career. It's your public life, how you're viewed in society, the role you play in society, So with this emotional eclipse happening in your fifth house, you can expect there to be some final closure of the sacrifices you've had to make in this area of your life. So this could look like finally leaving that job, or maybe you already have started a new career venture and you're really, you know, reflecting on it. But this can also just be your sense of purpose and your legacy within your lifetime. It doesn't have to necessarily mean how you're compensated. The good news is this door closes, all the complications you've had to deal with and the limitations you've had to deal with in the 10th house, career, public image, public life. And even for some of you parents, because the 10th house can be the parental axis, that is coming to an end. And now you can really go forward with blank energy. Now, the second half of May, it looks up, but it's very gradual, okay? We have a lot of things happening in the sign of Taurus that I'm going to get into. And Taurus moves nice and slow and steady. It does not rush, it thinks of the long game. So I do want you guys to be patient because the month of May is for sudden changes and then slowly building back up from that later in the month. So so we have the Mercury retrograde ending on the 14th of May, which will be nice because we're going to see you guys get some mental clarity, clear communication coming in, and that can is going to be in your fourth house. And your fourth house is of home, family, personal life, privacy. So you're going to get more clarity on what you want your home life to look like, your family life. There's going to be clear communication with family members or those, you know, who are chosen family. And then on the 16th, we have a pretty major highlight of May. Jupiter is going to enter Taurus. So Jupiter is going to be in Taurus for months. So this is going to bring, again, long-term luck, expansion, growth, because Jupiter is the great benefic after all. So it is going to really bring you a nice change of pace when it comes to, again, your fourth house of home, family, and living conditions. So you can expect it to get more lucky in your personal life and um, in your family relationships, parental relationships, especially home, living situations, things like that. Now, another point that I want to make is that on the 19th, we have a Taurus new moon. This is great. It is not an eclipse. It is ending eclipse season. So whew, it's a nice emotional relief because the moon is exalted in Taurus so we got a nice new moon ending eclipses and bringing us emotional stability more and for you again that's in the fourth house of home and family so as you can see the later half of may really has some nice things in store for you guys if you can push through the first half and its confusion and its emotions and feeling really settled in and these are practical, tangible changes with it being Taurus. These are things that are resourceful to you and really going to ground you. Looking at tarot for you guys, I got Knight of Pentacles, Three of Pentacles, and King of Cups. So at the start of this month, I kind of feel like you guys are so overwhelmed by responsibilities, what you think you should be doing, career, practical needs, money. Things of like mundane everyday value. For some of you it could be health too because it's like you know pentacles is anything practical tangible and again like knights are kind of destabilized. They're going back and forth to extremes. So you guys are not feeling fully secure or stable whether that's like insecurity within yourself or like in your external situations. But the thing is with the three of pentacles, I do think that you're going to make nice progress and it is not going to be on your own. Three of pentacles talks about a group of people working together towards a common goal. So this could be friendships, this could be career, you know, colleagues, but there's this element of people like helping you and you're working together with them. This could be like students working together at school, whatever it may be that you're working towards a common objective or goal even if that is like they're just helping you because they love you and their goal is to help you. So I do think that like support community is going to be a big thing for you guys this month, someone coming in and stepping in and helping you. King of Cups, this could be a specific person that's helping you, but I kind of feel like it's more or less you guys starting this month from a very unstable place and heading into a stable place because you gain control of your emotional reactions you feel emotionally held and supported. I think a lot of your stress right now is that you don't feel like you have someone to rely on and that you kind of have to do it on your own. I think that's gonna change for you this month and and or you guys are just gonna realize that you need that and like maybe your current workplace isn't giving you the support you need so you're going to look elsewhere or your current friend group isn't giving you that so you're gonna look elsewhere. But I think for a lot of you, you have this already, and you're going to be able to like rely on that more. And they're going to notice that you need the help and help you in some way. So don't be afraid to accept help. I don't even think you're going to have to ask for it, honestly. I think it's just going to come to you. And yeah, I think that you end this month on a high note with the King of Cups. Relationships and personal life look awesome. And would you look at that, of course, with all the Taurus energy in your fourth house, put in it. <laughs> So if you enjoyed your reading, feel free to leave a tip using the PayPal link below or to consider booking your own personalized reading with me at thestarryeyedmystic.com. Much love and I'm wishing you guys lots of luck this month. And last but not least, let's get into the May horoscopes for Pisces risings and Pisces suns. So May 2023, I'm not going to lie. The first part of the month is somewhat confusing because there's a lot of change in the air. And a lot of these changes can be rather unexpected because we're in the midst of a Mercury retrograde when we start the month, as well as eclipse season. You might get some helpful clarity at the start of the month though on May 1st, because we have the sun conjuncting with Mercury retrograde, which is about the midpoint of the Mercury retrograde It brings clarity and conscious willpower, and it is not like the beginning of Mercury retrograde as much, where things are in the air and you don't really have much control about what's going on. Things start to look up. But of course, we got to talk about the elephant in the room, which is the Scorpio eclipse happening on May 5th. There is going to be a final reflection of sacrifices that you have made in the Scorpio house in your chart. For the past about year and a half so it's a pretty long time coming release and with the moon and scorpio we get heightened emotions especially when it's an eclipse now for you guys scorpio is your ninth house which has to do with legal matters travel out of your being out of your comfort zone connecting to cultures other than your own or even your own culture it has to do overall with philosophy and higher thinking, education. So those of you who have had legal troubles, those of you who have had educational challenges, issues with traveling, issues with relocating, issues with like, connecting to your culture or language these are some things that can start to improve now as you have this final reflection here of the sacrifices you've had to make and you close that door which of course can be emotional at the time being it can go smoothly sometimes you know it goes out with a bang but regardless you do know that this area of your life is coming to a releasing point where you can move forward going onwards with a whole lot less sacrifice and a whole lot more ease okay now the second half of may is gradually looking up as changes begin to shift in your favor now i do say the word gradually very strongly though these aren't changes that will necessarily happen immediately overnight and you know you will start to feel the optimism building up the hope building up later in the month But again, May overall, even towards the end, is a month of change. So you do want to be aware of that and not expect too much at the end of the month to come in and totally change things for the better overnight. These are gradual changes in the right direction. So May 14th, the Mercury retrograde ends, and that is occurring in your third house of communication, local community, local friendships, and just your local environment overall. So the good news is the Mercury retrograde ending gives you more clarity in this area of your life if there's been miscommunication with friends, if there's been miscommunication with your communication overall, honestly, with it being in your third house. If there's been miscommunications abound in your life overall, the good news is that starts to clear up on the 14th. Now with Jupiter entering Taurus, this is a pretty major transit because not only does it start on the 16th of May, its impacts in transit will be long lasting for months. So Jupiter is the Great Benefic. It is luck, it is expansion, it is growth. And wherever it is touching in your chart, it is expanding and bringing you a nice dose of luck. So on the 16th onward, we're getting this really nice, positive, optimistic feeling to your third house of, again, communication, siblings, friendships, cousins even. So your friends could get a dose of luck and help you out or you're lucky with the friends you have. You could get lucky while you're walking around your own city. You know, you could get lucky with moving or relocating to a city you really love. Your siblings or cousins could get into luck and then help you out. And you'd be fortunate on the receiving end of that. Or you're helping them out and helping one another out. So it's just a nice boost of luck with all third house matters. For some of you, that could be really doing well with public speaking or writing or being heard for voicing your opinions and feelings and thoughts now the last astrological event i want to talk about is on the 19th and this is the end of eclipse season thank god there's a taurus new moon happening which sets off the end of eclipse season it is not an eclipse it is just a good old new moon new emotional beginning and the moon is exalted in taurus so this means a nice healthy dose of emotional stability coming from the craziness that we did go through with the Mercury retrograde and eclipse season so I feel pretty good about coming near the end of the month with this Taurus new moon and bringing a lot of new beginnings in our life in this regard now for you guys this is in your third house so again All of these matters, as you can see, third house matters are just really doing well towards the end of the month and going in a nice, slow and steady, positive direction. For your tarot message, we got the three of swords, queen of swords, and eight of wands. So this looks like some disappointment and heartbreak has occurred or you're recovering from it. I do think that with the two swords involved, this is like a miscommunication with somebody. It could be thinking about things in a negative mindset, or it could be a lack of communication, like needing to talk to somebody and just like address the elephant in the room head on. I said that at the beginning of your horoscope. I remember addressing the elephant in the room. So I think that's a link. I think there's something here that needs to be addressed head on with the queen of swords mindset which is not about getting in your emotions when you communicate. It's about looking at the situation objectively, confronting the facts, not being cruel with your words, not being insensitive with your words, but being very direct and to the point and not leaving any room for miscommunication. Now, with the three of swords, you have hurt somebody or somebody has hurt you is the vibe I'm getting. So when you do communicate with someone, if you were on the receiving end, it's about being firm about what you didn't like. You don't have to be nasty, you don't have to be rude, you don't have to pop off, but you can just be maturely about it. Hey, let me confront this head on. I didn't appreciate this. Please don't do this with me further. This is my boundary. Now, if you were on the giving end of it, you've disappointed somebody, you've hurt them, You need to not go into the conversation being very emotional, like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. This is how I feel. I feel so guilty. You need to be objective. Look, I know I did this. I know it looks this way. I have my feelings about it, but I want to just be direct with you about that. I want to make it better. Whatever it is, this three of swords needs repair. And it looks like that's something that's going to start your month off. You're recovering from sorrow or heartbreak or disappointment. The eight of wands towards the end of the month is a good thing though it looks like things are picking up pace moving in the right direction positivity good news coming in so maybe someone will forgive you or you forgive someone or maybe it's just like positive energy coming in overall if you've been feeling like things are moving too fast but you have no mental clarity this is the month where that changes you're gonna be moving with more intention and clarity of mind especially as the month progresses okay so if you enjoyed your reading feel free to leave a tip using the paypal link below or to consider booking your own personalized reading with me at thestarryeyedmystic.com much love and i'm wishing you guys lots of luck this month